you're listening to The Rejection Diaries. My name is Stuart White, struggling writer, biology teacher and dad of two. This is a podcast that has been started to explore and share the journey of an unpublished writer from the raw beginnings as a fledgling novelist to the point of sending two and being rejected by agents. I'll discuss the delirious highs and the crushing lows of this roller coaster journey and give personal experience and anecdotes from my decade of writing and having my work rejected. This will be an honest account with very little censored and I hope that you'll be able to relate to much of it and that in turn it will bring you some comfort that you're not alone in this struggle. We write because we love it. We put ourselves out there because we are brave. Rejection is tough but not writing and sending out our work is tougher. So let us begin. Welcome to The Rejection Diaries, episode two. My name is Stuart White. In this episode, we're gonna be focused on sending your work out putting yourself out there as a writer, making yourself um, exceptionally vulnerable and preparing yourself to potentially receive some rejection or bad news. We're going to be looking at what it means to, to call yourself a writer, to own that title. We're going to be looking at whether we can keep going during those tougher times and keep sending our work out to those publications, to those agents, to those competitions, even when things aren't going so well for us. And we're going to be looking at the ways in which we can try to overcome those doubts and how we can prepare ourselves better to, to deal with the rejection when it comes in, but then to quickly get back on the horse and send our work back out there. So first of all, we're gonna discuss a little bit about ownership of, of being a writer. Um, before we can decide that we are gonna send our work out to agents, to competitions, to magazines and publications and other opportunities that there are out there, we need to take ownership of the fact that we are writers, our work is worthy, it is something that we have produced over a long period of time, which to us is the, the best that we're capable of. And when you get to that stage and you've worked so hard, you've built upon your craft knowledge and you've edited and rewritten and had feedback from peers, and we'll talk a little bit about that stage in, in a bit, when you've had that, and you feel like it's ready, it's got to go out, you've got to be brave enough, and so many of you are, to, to send your work out there and take these opportunities and hope that the people that you send it to will appreciate some value in it at some point. Now, it's never gonna be easy. Your work is never gonna be universally liked, but it's important to remember that there is value in, in what you're doing. Being a children's writer has, has a great degree of responsibility for those published, but even for those not published who are learning their craft, it's important for us to take seriously what we do and to, to consider that 
in every stage of the writing process from the, the very first idea and draft to what we finish with. And because we're writing for children, it's important that we take every single element of that as seriously and with as much solemnity as possible. While at the same time enjoying the process and writing fun, fantastical stuff, because that is that is the, the great thing about writing as a craft, is that it should be enjoyable. We should be pouring all of our, our very best self into them. And the hope that a child very similar to yourself and with similar tastes and who enjoys reading similar things to you will, will pick that book up one day and read it and see some of themselves, you know, a, a little smidgen, a little shard of their personality or likes or dislikes will be reflected in those words. So am I a writer? Are any of us writers if we're not published? Now, we, we often distinguish a, a writer from an author by whether they have been published or not. Uh, I, I notice this distinction a lot when I hear discussions and discourse about writing. And those who have books that have been published se seem to sort of merit this different status of author. And I think in some ways that that's warranted. Um, but it sometimes has the the effect for those who are not published and who maybe haven't signed with agents and who haven't taken that next step. It makes them feel like, can I call myself a writer yet? Can I own that title? And I guess one thing that is important is obviously that's that is down to the individual. Um, if you if you're looking for verification from some sort of external source, then you might never receive that. However, obviously, if you speak to those closest to you and those who care about your writing, they will they will tell you you're absolutely a writer. If you write books, if you complete books, if you revise your books, if you study and take your craft seriously, if you continue to develop and try to become the best possible storyteller that you can be, then for me anyway, that makes you a writer. But then what, you know, what constitutes um, going on to that next step, that is something which is very individual. You know, if you want to, if you want to decide that you're a writer, for me anyway, you are a writer. And if you're a writer, that's someone who takes all of this very seriously. Then the next stage, which is, can you do this? Can you do this as something long term? Can you do this as something that you you would take more seriously, potentially get published for or um, get paid for if you're if you're sending off short work to, to magazines and competitions and so on. I think it's very difficult sometimes to always have that self-belief that you can do this, that you are a writer and that your, your work has real worth to it. I know that personally, I go through that battle almost all the time. Um, right now, I'm having a particular slump where I, I feel like the, the kind of thing that I write um, is never never the kind of thing that people um, want in competitions and in terms of the agents I send it to, uh, in terms of what I, I see published as well. Um, and and, and that's, that's quite difficult sometimes because you say, well, actually, yeah, is, is, is it worth it all this? Can, can I do all of this? 
And I suppose I just have to remember that there are little boys out there who who are like me, who like the the kind of weird science things that I like, um, that they enjoy stories about weird, nerdy people. And I hope that one day I'll, I'll find that, that readership that someone will, will take a chance on, on my weird stories and, and we'll uh, send them out there and we'll, we'll see if there are lots of other weird kids like me who 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 will read those. Um, we never know. And and I guess that's that's what a lot of writing is. It's, it's a shot in the dark. You know, you, you're taking uh, plunges into to unknown depths and you just don't know at any stage if, if this particular thing that you're working on is going to be something that is publishable, something that's going to be enjoyed by others, something that um, is worthwhile submitting and so on. And that doubt, I don't think, from speaking to other uh, author friends, ever goes away. I think that the struggle is eternal and it's very real for all of us. So if you're sitting there at the moment at home, um, staring at the, the keyboard, maybe listening to this podcast, watching this video, and, and really doubting that, then... I guess the one thing I have I have to say to you right now is that I believe that you can do it. I believe that you're a writer if you take this seriously. If you think that there, there is nothing else you could possibly be doing in five or ten years from now, apart from writing stories for children, then you are a writer and you can do this. And that leads us on quite nicely to the second section of today's podcast, which is going to be about actually sending our work out there, putting ourselves out there, making ourselves emotionally vulnerable and exposing our, our inner thinkings, the synaptic firing that occurs in our, our strange little brains, which are all unique and very different from, from everyone else's. And so the things that you write and that you think about and that you put in your stories are going to be so different from everyone else. And sometimes that that comes with a, a barrier to sending our stuff out because we just think, is anyone going to get this? Is anyone going to like this? Is anyone going to want to take this on? And it's a very understandable and very common feeling. So it's one that if if you're feeling that right now, know that you're not alone. All of us feel that exact same thing before we send our work out. So as we prepare to send our work out, what are, what are some of the things that um, go through our mind? What are some of the things we can do to help us sort of mentally prepare? M more recently, um, and, and I guess if I hark back to some of the, the stuff I sent out, you know, in my earlier days, um, I guess it's that, it's that hierarchy of, um, of knowledge and, and skill within a particular area and art. And that is um, when when you're very early on in your learning, your confidence is very high. You don't know an awful lot. You don't know how bad your work is or, or how good your work is, I guess, in some cases. And so you send it out quite confidently, blindly, thinking, oh, the, the, you know, this could be this could be it, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it, it works. You know, some people are lucky. The first thing they send out gets a lot of success. They have that natural storytelling talent. Um, they, they, yeah, they go on to become successful and, you know, good for them. And I genuinely mean that. Um, I have a few friends who are like that. They're just brilliant natural storytellers. Everything they write is engaging. You want to read more of it. 
However, for people like myself and probably for many of you out there, um, that comes to me a little bit less naturally. And so I have to work, and, and this is the, the true of everything in my life, to be honest. Um, natural talent isn't necessarily my forte, but um, with a, a lot of studying and, and analyzing and trying to improve um, in a lot of the things I do, um, it does come. It does come to me eventually, and I think that will be the same for for many of us. We're maybe not the most natural, but it will come to us with the hard work and determination that I know that all of us have within us. So we are preparing to send our work out. Our confidence is high, perhaps. Our confidence might be low. Perhaps we've got to that stage of learning where we've learned enough knowledge to feel competent in it but not enough that we have had the exter external verification on how good it is or um, we haven't reached that sort of mastery level. We're, we're in that in-between competent stage, um, which is certainly where I feel I am at with, with my own writing. Um, certainly not a, a master or an expert or someone with, with lots and lots of expertise, but certainly not someone who is brand new to it either um, and you know I've spent a lot of years trying to learn and develop things so I, I definitely feel like I'm in of that that sort of u-shaped curve I am at the the bottom of the bell if you like you know that inverted bell and I'm at the point where confidence is actually probably at its lowest in terms of my work because my my knowledge is in that sort of mid-range and that makes it tough when you're preparing to send things out when your confidence is high, you go, yep, send it out, send it out. You might get um, a few requests from an agent. Confidence gets high, you send out some more. Um, you might get a listing in a novel competition, same thing. You feel good about your work, you send it out to agents. You know, with the, the listing in the competition or the acceptance in that magazine listed in your bio on your cover letter. And, and you feel good about your writing. And... It's kind of like that that moment in the, in uh, A New Hope where Luke jumps into his X-Wing and he's, he's speaking to his fellow pilot and he says, how are you feeling? And he says, right now I can feel like, I feel like I can take on the whole empire all by myself. And I guess that's the feeling you sometimes get when things are going good with your writing, when you're feeling confident and you're about to send it out there. And so... You send it out there and you might get a few rejections that dents the confidence a bit, it lowers it, brings it back down. And you might then eventually get back to that point where a lot of us are all of the time, which is where we're not feeling good about sending our work out. And we maybe retract a little bit, go back into our shell, rein in all those submissions and, and maybe go back to our story and work on it for a bit before sending it out again, gaining that confidence. Now, where can you get that confidence? Because if you are feeling a bit timid and nervous um, and worried about sending it out, being vulnerable and potentially getting rejections, where can you go to help boost that confidence? For me, certainly, I find that having other writers, so this is people who um, you know, people who are part of your critique group. You might just have a single critique partner. You might work with a, a mentor if you're lucky enough. It might just be a family member or friend who enjoys reading and who, who, who knows a little bit and can give you some feedback. However, you can gain confidence in what you're writing. My advice is to absolutely get that and get as much of it as you can. I've heard of things called positivity passes. 
which is where someone will simply point out all of the positive aspects of, of the, the sample of work that you've sent them. And I think those are a great idea for those writers who are maybe in that slump and need that boost to, to give them the confidence to send their work out. There's a balance, of course, to all of these. You, you can't simply have only positive praise and feedback. I don't think that's particularly useful either. You need the the suggestions of where you can improve, the areas for development. We need the balance of that, I think, to, to improve as writers and to build confidences at the same time. And I think confidence also comes from uh, being asked to develop an area and been told you need to work on something, going away, putting in the hard work, doing it, and then getting a response upon a reread from someone saying, that's brilliant, you've done exactly what I hoped you would do, um, it's such an improvement, well done. And actually the, the confidence boost from that kind of response is far greater, I think, than just getting an initial positive uh, pass on something which maybe actually does have areas for development. So go to your CPs, go to your critique groups, go to anyone that's going to help bolster your confidence because you need that before you send your work out, before you send it into novel competitions, before you send it to agents or whoever you are sending your work to. I know for me personally, I feel like I need that before I send my work out to agents and I sent some out, um, it was two months ago now, I sent out some of my, my, my latest manuscript, uh, the first three chapter sample to a lot of agents. And the, the response has been mixed, as, as is often the case. Some people said they you know, really enjoyed uh, the first three chapters and asked for more. Some people said, no, it's not really for me. Um, and, and that mix has um, helped me to, to feel a bit more positive about the work but also it has dented a wee bit of the confidence I had prior to sending it out. Um, I had uh, a number of people read it before I sent it to agents, as, as I would recommend any of you do, um, whether that's through a swap, i.e. someone looks at yours and you look at theirs, or whether you're in the privileged position to, to pay for someone um, to look at that for you. However you can do it, get, get some positive praise, because you'll need that through the querying journey, especially if you only get uh, negative responses and people passing or or obviously not responding to you, which is a, a common um, scenario as well. And if that does happen, you know, and you you only get those those series of rejections, which has happened to me before. I guess the best advice that I can give, and it's advice that I wish I'd taken in my my earlier querying days, and which I've taken much more this time around than I ever have before. And that's to get on, get on with the next project, get on with the next story. Um, while the confidence is still high from, and the adrenaline is still high from sending out those initial queries within the first week or two, get writing that new story. The energy you have while you're still waiting for the responses is, is second to almost none. I, I can't remember a time where I was more productive than I was during those first couple of weeks after sending my work out. It's tailed off a little bit now, I've got to be honest, because the the positive energy I had then has slightly been sapped by either not hearing or from getting the rejections that I have for the latest manuscript. So again, that positive pool of energy is something that is worth taking advantage of if you can in those earlier days to start writing the next project. 
And if you can move on and do that, it actually means when you do get those rejections, they do actually hurt a little bit less. I've found that they hurt just <laughs> not by much. There's still a lot of um, there's still a lot of disappointment there when you get it, but it just takes the edge off it, and you move on. You say, "Well, actually, okay, fine," but I'm really excited about this new thing, and it gives you that will to keep going and to think, "Okay, yep, I can keep doing this." Um, the other thing to remember as well, of course, is you might send your work out to agents, and it might it might not be well received. There are competitions you can send your work to. Um, I know that the People who have done well in some of our own right mentor competitions have perhaps not done so well in the first round sending out to agents. But then the the um, verification, if you like, of doing well in the competition has given them that boost um, and confidence to to work on the the manuscript a little bit more, send it out again with that. Um, listing within their letter and so on and they've actually gone on to success as a result of that um, and so that's that's definitely worth thinking about even if the manuscript hasn't necessarily um, gone down just as well as you'd hope it would with with all of the agents uh, just get get the get back out there get your work back out there and take all the opportunities it can be tough because you might think well actually I'm just going to get rejected again and again and again and again um, and I, I've actually, I'm going through a bit of a cycle of that as well with competitions. I've submitted to a few over the last couple of years and received very little um, success aside from the, the Undiscovered Voices, of course, in 2020, where I got the honorary mention. But apart from that, I've had very little other um, success. And, and, you know, going back, that, and this is, um, again, reflecting on my previous experience, but going back to 2014-15, I was entering everything at that point. Um, again, com confidence high, knowledge not so high. So I was I, I, I had very little fear sending my work out there. But because of that, yes, I, I probably got about the same number um, of passes and rejections, but because I was just sending it out so much into every opportunity, I got the odd listing. There was a, quite a, a number of long lists and the odd sh shortlist and a runner-up actually in one prize as well. Um, and all of that is is important, I think, um, to, to give yourself, going back to what I started off talking about, that confidence to call yourself a writer, to to convince yourself you can do this and you, you're in this for the long haul and you can continue to, to send your work out there because it can be tough when you get rejection after rejection, after rejection, to continue to do it. And I, I guess one one thing to, to speak about before I finish off for today is about some people find it hard to, to put the work out there because they feel like they've put so much of themselves into their work. They feel like this is my my book baby this is precious to me i've put two sometimes three years of their life people can often put into books and they've put so much into it they they can't bear the thought that that would be rejected and that is so understandable it's something that is very relatable for me and for for the vast majority of writers i i guess the the only thing i can say to counter that is if you just never send it out, 
you're never going to move on either from that that manuscript. And as much as I advocate you continue to try with manuscripts, and there's many great success stories out there of people who tried for five, ten years with a manuscript or they wrote it and then they came back to it ten years later and it eventually got published and so on. And and those are very commendable, but they are in the minority. Um, People linger on a story and spend far too long on it and don't send it out and think, you know, or just one more thing here and one more thing here before I send it out. That can often be detrimental in terms of stifling your ability to develop because you don't try new things, you don't try new stories. Um, And I definitely think that with every subsequent story I've written, I have improved my craft, I've learned more. I, I think I'm maybe getting closer, although the statistics don't necessarily back that up. I think the story I've written now is better than the stories that I, I was writing, even if necessarily I haven't had the the same short listings in competitions or requests from agents. And again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier on, which is where I don't think I've actually sent this one out half as much as I've sent out previous ones because confidence is low. It's at the bottom of that inverted bell curve. And I feel like at times, and, and I need to give myself a good a good shake and, and convince myself and give myself some positive self-talk to convince myself otherwise. But I do feel at times at the moment that my, my work isn't worthy and that, you know, it's not worth my while sending it out. Um, and I guess... It's a case of do as I say, not as I do. When I when I tell you that your work is valuable, you're valuable, you can do this, and you should be sending your work out there. Thanks so much for listening again to uh, another episode of The Rejection Diaries. That's the end of episode two. I'm Stuart White, and I remind you that while writing can be lonely, it doesn't need to be, and hopefully listening to podcasts like this and watching videos like this and listening to and connecting with other people within the writing community, you find that you are less lonely and you can relate to and find people who are similar minded to you and can help you through this difficult up and down journey full at times of rejection. Thanks and may the force be with all of you for now and forever.